How you doing, yeah. Abdullah? Yeah, good, thank you so much. Yourself? Great, mate. Did you have a good Easter? It was good. It was very, very good. Yeah, yeah well, a bit different than normal, but it was, yeah. What did you do? Right. What Still, did you we, do? We made it. I uh, spent time with the family. We yeah. went for it because I'm fortunate that my sisters live very close by. Yes. So, um, you know, they're all walking distance. So we went for a walk and spent time with them or saw them, didn't get to spend time with them, yeah. exchanged chocolates. And then, yeah, that was about it, really. Went for two or three bushwalks with um, Carolina and my daughter as well. Yes. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, diff a bit different for me. But, yeah, it was good. Very, very good. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about it later on. The reason I wanted to talk to you uh, today was that uh, after our discussion last week, I thought that you know, maybe it's a good opportunity to have someone like you again to the forefront with other people, especially people who are outside our network, because what we want to do is to help people who are either looking for a new job now or insecure about the future, maybe to look at the example that we can be and follow the example and maybe dig deep and find the courage to do maybe something out of the norm. So let's start yep. with our market here now. How are you finding the market right now? Um, look, it is a bit tougher, but things are still happening. So definitely like, you know, it's a bit harder to get deals across the line, but there's still people there that need to sell. There's still people there that need to buy. There's still people that need to rent property out and need to lease their property out. So it's um, still happening, but it's just a matter of now fine tuning the questions that we're asking people and working with people that want to do business in the current climate. So that's a key factor for us is looking for those people. That's one thing. And another thing is, I said a lot earlier today, I was talking to a few of the other fellow leaders in our network and I feel for, for my business and the people within our team, we're in a fortunate position that, you know, real estate's an industry that right now, it's going to expose people for the work that they've done previously yeah. and if they built relationships or not with their clients. So anyone that's been transactional over the last five years, you know, they're not going to have past clients or referrals come to them right now. Yes. And right now in this current market, people are looking for someone they can trust. Yep. If they want to buy or sell a property, especially selling a property in the current climate, it's a very emotional situation. So they need to find someone they can trust. And that's where I feel our team has excelled because we've built genuine relationships with the people over the last four or five years and not just been transactional about it. Yes. So, you know, that's helped us a lot. Right. So what would be some of the work that you've done lately? Like if you can give them an example or two. Okay. So the work that we've done lately is that we've been doing a lot of calling, but with just previous clients, you know, a lot of calls from our buyer database and properties that we've sold over the last 12 months to find people that want to transact and do business right now. So that's for buyers. For sellers, it's literally just been staying in touch with the warm people we've already had in our pipeline and then talking back to our past clients and also to, you know, LAs that we've been out to. Yes. You and I, we spoke a little bit about some of those things that you did in marketing during the Christmas times and <laughs> she's, a, she's fun, man. That's how I leave her alone. This, this, is, this is her home after all. Yeah, sorry. So about that. All of that marketing starting to pay off now, isn't it? I mean, all these people who've done no marketing over the past few years, really, they're starting to pay very dearly for that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that, you know, that's one thing that we've done really, really well over the last few years is always done things for our past clients, our community. We've worked well with the community, with local schools, um, with local groups, and that's now starting to pay forward. Not that we did it with the intention of wanting anything in return, but just working alongside people has really helped. 
and that's gotten us to you know what we're seeing today so a lot of the times you know we're getting people that are contacting us saying this person's struggling to find anything um, in the current market because agents there's a lot of our competitors that are asleep now they're not really working hard so they're not responding to a genuine buyers or genuine inquiry and that's where people are starting to push on and you know pass our details over so yeah. it's been good, very, very good. Yeah, actually, if, if anything, right now, there is everything is genuine. If the inquiring is quite genuine, right. right? They wouldn't do it otherwise. And also, there's less wastage for agents, you know? When you have like yep. 10, 15 inquiries, well, you, you can, couldn't give a crap sometimes not calling one or two back, but now you're calling everyone back. Yeah, that's right. Well, Thomas, I think right now, that's, you know, that's a mindset to have as well, for, <laughs> yeah. especially with our team. Anyone that wants to talk to an agent right now, whether it be buying or selling their home, they want to do business. They are genuine about looking for something. No one's just, you know, sticky beaking around, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. What so if uh, someone asked me a few questions here? One of the questions is, uh, are the next few months a write-off for agents? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Look, you have to have, everyone's got a different perspective and there's no right or wrong answer to how it is or what it's going to happen. But you can either look at it from two perspectives and that's how I put it to my team. You can either lay the foundation out for the end of this crisis. So the work you put in now, you'll see that reward after and at the end, or you can look for instant work now. You can do a bit of both, sure, as well. Yeah. But, you know, it's all about, you know, the vision that you look at. And if people are writing off, you know, right now, they're kidding themselves. Right now, people are at home. You can have genuine conversations with people. There's so many different ways you could you know, do business, or not even business, but cement your name for that future, for when right. this is all over and done with. Right, right. I mean, for me, it's really uh, some kind of self-fulfilling self -fulfilling prophecies, isn't it? If yeah. the ones who believe that it is going to be a write-off, well, it's going to be a write-off for them. And the ones that yeah, are believing right. that it's going to be a great time, well, it's a great time for them, isn't it? It's whatever you yeah, believe. A hundred percent agree. Yep. Yeah. Another question I had here was, should people still consider buying or selling in the next few months or should they hold off? It's a, that's a very interesting question and I answer it with my own example. I'm selling right now and yeah. I'll be buying right now. Right. So it doesn't matter whether, you know, you what is happening in the world. People still need to sell. People still need to buy. And if you sell in this market, and buy in this market, the changeover isn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Right now, the people that have got security in their jobs, security in their income and security in their, you know, they, they feel a bit secure about their futures, they're going to do deals. And we've seen in our own office with the inquiries and the deals that we're having, there's people out there that are happy to transact. So yeah, I would be recommending the people that are, you know, financially, they're, you know, comfortable, they're financially happy with their net position, keep doing business as normal. Yeah, plus the interest rates being so low. I mean, yeah. why not take advantage yeah. of that now, isn't it? That's exactly right, yeah. Mm. Why is it now a great time to sell? Look, it depends on how you look at it, right? And I'm pitching, when I go out to clients that ask me, and a lot of you know past clients or referrals that are asking me, why would we want to sell now? Should we be waiting off? The way I look at it is this. My belief is that at the end of this you know, pandemic or whatever, the recipe is there to have a massive boom. The interest rates are low, you know, everyone's going to be celebrating, everyone's going to be spending money. The government's doing so much to help the economy. So there's going to be a huge boom. You want to be either on the market before that happens, so you can be one of the properties that people jump at and, you know, fight over straight away, or right now be on the market and there's no time wasters. Yeah. So if you get one, if your expectation is that you might only get one person per month, but they're genuine, qualified, ready to purchase, that's fantastic. And, you know, you want to take advantage of that. 
So that's how I'm pitching it to the buyers, uh, to the sellers, that either you want to take advantage right now of the no time wasters and be on the market if you don't sell for when that big you know, boom does come. Yeah. Plus, you know, if the government's spending so much money for the moment to lock us down, they'll have to spend a lot more money to really re-stimulate and restart everything. Therefore, yep, you, you want to be in a position to be ready, you know, yep. not wait for some kind of doom because there won't be a doom. Yeah, that's right. They're doing, there's too many things happening right now from the government's perspective and also from the banking sector to help keep pushing the economy. Yeah. And we've never seen the things that they're doing before. So that that should, um, you know, give people that sense of security and give that people that push that, you know, this is the right thing to be doing. Okay, so now we've been talking for, for sellers, but then why would this time be a, a great opportunity for buyers? Well, Thomas, right now for buyers, they've got the variety. There's, you know, there is a bit less people out there that are financially in a position. There is people that are struggling to get loans. So if you've got pre-approval, if you've got time, like if you've got the position to buy, you can really take a pick of what's available and you can you can take your time to decide. The sense of urgency isn't there as yeah. much, yeah. which is a key factor as well. So I think right now to be buying is an amazing time. Especially, yeah. again, the last thing is interest rates. We know that, you know, I, I got told the other day the NAB's doing a 2.29% for five years fixed. Like, things like that, that's unheard of. Yeah. So it's an amazing time. Yeah. See, it's not difficult to speak to you and notice straight away, mate. Your mindset is very, very different to the norm. So, so what is it that you do to keep a positive mindset? I don't like to let the media affect me. I watch it so I know what I need to know. But the bottom line is what's the worst that's going to happen? And you and I have spoken about this before. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, if all this was to turn to sh turn bad, yeah. then what? I've still got my health. I've still got my family. I've still got my tongue, which I know I can list and sell. So, <laughs> you know, what's the worst that's going to happen in the world? Yeah. You know, there's people that are always going to be far worse. And I don't try to compare myself, but, you know, and feel so I do feel sorry for them. But, you know, we're so fortunate where we are and what we can do in this country that what's the point of looking at the negative? If you look at the negative, I heard something the other day and, you know, when you focus on that negative, your brain and your mind just pushes it and you feel bad, you feel crap inside, you, you pull yourself down. But if you focus on positive stuff, focus on things that make you happy, you want to, you know, push forward and you want to succeed. So it's like when you talk to somebody who like is in a great mindset, you talk to them, you feel energized. Yeah. But then you go and talk to someone who's flat and, you know, their tonality is crap or down, you leave that conversation feeling down. Yeah. So, you know... I always try to focus on the positive, look at positive stuff, surround and speak to a lot of positive people, people that are all focused on that, you know, the, the good in everything. So, yeah. But what if they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to be realistic. Yeah, there's realistic. You can be realistic and look, look for the crap in everything or you can be realistic and look for the good in everything as well. So, you know, realistic is, look, you can focus on, you know, are you healthy? Have you got food on the table? Have you got a roof over your head? Have you got some type of income, whether it be Centrelink or a job? Or well, be grateful. That's, you know, be grateful and be realistic about that. If you want to be talking about tomorrow, like you and I have spoken about this before. I've got that philosophy is that, you know, tomorrow's never promised anyway. No. I could die today. No one can guarantee that tomorrow's going to be there. So focus on right now what's happening and what you've got rather than what could be the worst of. Yeah. One of the things that I learned from Viktor Frankl, the, a man, the psychiatrist who wrote Men in Search of Meaning and who actually yep. survived all these Auschwitz and concentration camp during the Second World yep. War. He said one line about people who are trying to be realist never reach the best of themselves. 
because yep. what happened is that when you're being realistic, that's where you set the bar. And as we do know, human beings very rarely reach the bar they set. And so yep. if you want to reach that highest level in yourself, you have to be highly optimistic because when you're yep. highly optimistic, you raise that bar and then you can go not only reach the level of being realistic, but even go higher. And I thought, yep. you know, that's why in life you can't be a realist. You have to be an optimist because wherever you land, it's going to be a higher ground. Yeah, I agree. Like it's interesting, Thomas. People always say to me, you know, you always try to fight. Like even if it's going bad, you still you've got that mentality where you just want to keep going, going, going. And you know, I believe there's only two ways. You either fight, or you know, you're in fight mode or in fear mode. Now, when you're in fear mode, especially if you've got a business, you've got people that look up to you or rely on you. If you are in that fear mode, people can yeah. feel it and they see it. And it's just going to drag all of them down as well. Yeah. Whereas if, you know, I said to my team the other day, God forbid, and God literally, God forbid, it won't happen, especially with my business. But if we were to go down, I'd rather go down with my team in the trenches fighting than go down on the sideline being a little girl. Like not, nothing wrong with being a little girl, but as in like being a little bitch, she's French. Yeah. I'd rather <laughs> give it 110%. Yeah, sure, yeah. But I'd want to give it 110% and make sure that if this was the end of something, that I gave it my all and I couldn't give it any more. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, what are you doing? Like there's so much uncertainty and there's so many things that there's always variables and everything, but yeah. you might as well give it a good crack. You're only here once. Yeah. Now that you spoke about your team, how do you organize them these days? Most people are working from home yeah. and most of the appointments are all happening from home. As, um, like everyone's doing things from home. Um, we're doing our Zoom meetings. We've just been, again, very, very clean with what we do and how we talk to people. So the team's KPIs are based on past clients and talking to people for now in yeah. the current market that want to do deals, but also cementing the foundation for after as well. And um, yeah, just being real with them, like just being honest with them. Like everyone understands like working from home as, you know, during this video, you can hear I've got my daughter, my wife, my dog. You know, there's things that as a business owner, you have to accept and understand. Yeah. And, you know, whether they can aim to run at 100%, but they might only be able to because of their, you know, what's going on in the world at 80. Now I've accepted that, but I'm making sure that I get 100% out of that 80%. Yes. And they're, they're cool with that. They're adapting really well. I'm, I'm loving it because I truly believe that this is the leading to something big for the future and change for the future as well with, you know, the innovation and technology. And I'm hoping that we start something here that we can carry off once this is all over where, you know, people can do this like what you and I are doing right now and we can continue this in the future and it doesn't affect the day-to-day -day business. Yeah, I'm sure you're having many more breakfasts with Amelia right now than ever before. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> mate. I've played Barbie that many times in the last couple of weeks. It's a joke. So, but you know, it's, it's interesting because we're like, it might take an hour out of my day where I spend time with Amelia, but I can make up that hour so much easier now that it's, you know, it's so much more flexible, but it's doable still. Yes. And having the office there and having technology, like an email here, a phone call here, sending something to Alicia, it hasn't affected at all. Yes. Clients haven't been affected. But the best thing is, you know, the team, you can tell that they're not affected mentally. Like they all want, they can see that at the end of this, it's going to be great times. And that's what they're focusing on now and there. Yes. And that's what I believe that people need to be doing. And a lot of people aren't doing that. They're thinking just date, which is okay to think. They're thinking just, what can I get done today? What can I get done today? But don't forget that at the end of this, there's going to be some great times as well. Yeah. Just tell me, how does it work when you had a team at home? How do you really keep an eye on them? How do you work with them? 
Because a lot of people are probably thinking, oh, well, I can't check on them. I can't really do these things that I used to do yeah. when, I, when they were right in front of me. You need to have yeah. an element of trust, but then there's something else that you're doing, right? Yeah, look, I think one thing is I've always trusted my team. I believe that they're there to do a job. They don't just muck around. So I've always had that trust. Sure, it's hard that you can't just, you know, say, oh, hey, how's your day and that sort of stuff. But instead, you know, obviously for our business in Wisebury, you check their TCD. How's their diary going? At the end of the day, they're sending me their results. But they're sending, again, I'm happy with the KPIs that I've set. And during the day, every single person check, like I'm touching base with them. Every single team member I reckon I speak to at least two or three times a day, whether it's a call or a text. Right. A call or a text every single day. But it's not to say, you know, what are you doing? Where are you up to? What's happening? It's, you know, how's things? How's your appointment? Like you notice it in TCD. It's, you know, you just got to adapt. But the big thing is, it is that trust thing that, you know, we're all here on the same mission and we all have the same goals. And that's the best thing about it, that I 110% trust that we're all here and we understand what we're going through together. It's not one person by themselves. This isn't me, my interest, what's best for me. It's what's best collectively as a group. And that's all I need to do. That's all I need to rely on. Yeah. Apparently, from what you told me uh, last time we spoke, they're actually more productive now, aren't they? Yeah. If you look at like if any of the wise leaders jump on and have a look at their TCDs or want to have a look, buyer appointments right now are more than ever. That there's more than ever, and these people are ready to buy right now. More than ever is happening right now from the comfort of people's houses. They're going into the office, getting the keys, showing the houses, going back, and it's happening. It's happening non-stop, and they're happy. Yes, I'm happy. Like I'm seeing five, six appointments a day. Now, whether or not they're closing, they're doing deals, they're negotiating, that's all different sides of it. But they're taking out qualified people more than ever right now. And mm -hmm. that makes me really happy to know. Yes. And so, that builds the trust, obviously, for me. Yeah. How do you handle people who sometimes do feel down? You know, do you imagine like Jamil for four or five days not getting a result? That would kill the guy, wouldn't it? Yes and no, because <laughs> yes and no, it does. And I've had, I had a team member recently call me about this. They actually said to me, you know, I won't mention which one because I'm sure they're going to listen to this, but one of them actually said they're not getting any results, so they don't want me to pay them for a week or two. Wow. And I said to them, not a chance in hell because I know the work you're putting in right now will pay off in the future, in five, six months, whatever it is, maybe three months. We could be out of this in two months. But if they truly believe, like... I reckon once a week, one of my team ring me saying, I'm trying my heart out and I'm getting nowhere. I'm not getting the KPIs. All I need to hear is I'm trying my heart out. Couldn't give a shit. Just the fact that they made that call to me to say I'm trying, it shows me they're trying. Yeah. And they're worried. They don't need to be worried. And it it happens to, it happens, you know, they say, you know, we did a sale, like we haven't had a sale in two weeks, three weeks. You have to be, again, you have to accept that that is going to happen. The sales are still happening. Sure, listings are still happening. Yes, the amount is lower. But the thing is, appointments are happening and they're trying their heart out. That's all that matters. A good business owner, a good leader knows when their team members are sleeping and when their team members are working. And if you can't have that genuine conversation with them saying, why, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Like I had one last week with Jamil and, you know, I'll openly say it. And I said to him, I said, mate, you know, obviously it's been a, there's been a few things with us over the last week or two, some difficult conversations. Are we okay? Have I done anything wrong by you? You know, just cut the shit and let's, is there something I've done wrong? Is something you've done wrong? And then we had a great conversation. We're all good. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. I so mean, they used to go to your place for a meal. I mean, which reminded me like, you know, of my past when I had my sales guy coming to my place all the time. I mean, now they can't. So that has to change something. 
it does and it doesn't. I still see them. I, I don't see them as much, obviously, just based on, you know, not being allowed to or whatnot. But, look, you know, dynamic changes anyway with me getting older, Amelia getting older. Like, they still spend time together, which is the main thing. They're bonding. Sure, I miss out every now and then, but I've got my own responsibilities as well, and they understand that. Like, before this all happened, I was spending time with them regularly. So it's all good. And, you know, even recently before it got really strict and um, we had a team meeting at my place because I was at home before everyone else. And, you yeah. know, team AC plus a couple of the other stuff, they came around. So it can still happen. But also the conversations that I have, I do it on Zoom meetings with everyone collectively. There's no secret or hidden agendas. Everyone knows what's going on and everyone knows where the business position is as well, yeah. not just financially, but, you know, what our direction is. Everyone's chipping in together. It's, that's the trust thing. They trust me, I trust them. Yeah, it all happened of a sudden. And I think, I think that they really put us in a virtual lockdown, man. <laughs> All yeah. day long, that when they're talking about all the fines that you get now for eating pizza in a car with a mate, and are <laughs> you getting fined yeah. because you're having a barbecue on the beach? Man, it scares the crap out of me. You know, I, I won't move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, Thomas, it's scary. But you know what? I just, everyone that says to me, you know, it's scary and this and this and this, you know, it's just change and we're adapting to it. You know, what's more scary, and, you know, God forbid it happens to anyone, that, but. What's more scary? What's going on now? We're getting the COVID-19 and being one of the 6% of the world that could die from it. Yeah. There's a great recovery rate, great people that are in the mild infections, but at the end of the day, it's only for our best interest. But there's so many activities that you can do still that don't involve it. Like, I literally, Carolina took me to a bush walk the other day, two and a half hours in the bush. Oh, I would never done, I wouldn't do that. I'd never have done something like that. Two and a half, two and a half hours. Mate. Two and a half yeah, hours. It's a hike. It's not even a, it's a hike like this and this and this oh, and man. this. With Amelia, and afterwards I thought to myself, I would never have done that because I, I lost phone reception. It was on the East Long Weekend. I lost yeah. phone reception two, three times. But these are the things like, again, there's really crap things that come out of this, but there's some great things that are coming out of this too. Yeah, so. I think the two and a half K, or two and a half hours, that's more than enough for me to self-isolate myself forever, man. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. It was very hard. Well, to, just going back to the team, though, this is the best time for leaders to really train their team, isn't it? I mean, this is the best time to put more emphasis on training because the opportunity yeah. are less, therefore skill has to rise to meet the, the demand, you know? Great. Yeah, agreed. Look, where I regularly send my team probably every morning, every night, I'm sending them little snippets, little bits and pieces here and there. Something that's, um, if something happens to me, which I think is a very valuable lesson, I send it straight away, straight away, um, so that we can stay on top of our game. Scripts and dialogues to buyers. If I say something really good, I send it straight away because I truly believe that right now, like what you just said, skill has to increase. But I also know that the competition. Over 70% of them are sleeping right now. Yeah. They're all on holiday mode or they're all in fear mode. So we can really take this up. Don't wake them up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's talk a little bit about family time because, man, I reckon family is actually the big winner of this. Yep. How many people have not said to me, oh, man, family is number one in my life. And I see them take yep. off at 7 in the morning, never having breakfast yep. with their kids coming home when the kids are in bed. This yeah. has forced them to really live those values. Yeah, I agree. Look, Thomas, with me, I was one of them. You know, I would leave. I didn't I, say I, that, all right? I didn't yeah, say I know. That. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I leave before this all happened. I would leave before they're awake. And most of the time, over, you know, out of seven-day week, at least four days, I would get home and, you know, Amelia would be asleep and Cara would be an hour and she would want to go to bed too. So for me, this is a great time to be able to bond 
not just with my wife, but with my daughter, like in ways that I never have. And it's opened my eyes. It's literally opened my eyes to doing things that, you know, again, one hour here, one hour here. Just We talk about block out times in our industry for prospecting or for calling or for appointments. A one-hour blockout time in the morning to play with Amelia, whatever she wants to play. Then another one hour in the afternoon, I usually go for a scooter ride or a walk with her. It's game-changing. It's yeah. life-changing. And then Carol and I, you know, I finish my work. We watch, you know, watch TV together in the afternoon or at night time. It honestly is a game-changer. Yeah. And, you know, I said this to you, um, I think, last week, that, you know, I can see this for the future very easily for everyone. Yes. This is going to be actually the new normal. So, yeah, I'm excited. I hope yeah. it is because, you know, one of the big things of if your staff are happy, they enjoy what they're doing. And if you're happy inside, yeah. your productivity for work goes up anyway. And that's what I truly believe is going to come from this. Yeah. This here has reset a lot of values. I was I was watching a movie with the twins the other day and it was Cool Runnings. I don't know whether you've ever seen it. It's a story of a Jamaican team. They're runners, yeah. but they go to yeah. the Winter Olympics yeah. in 1988 and they they now a yep. bobsleigh team you know they never seen ice yeah. or, or snow in their life yeah, and yeah. They, they just got to do this and the coach was actually telling a lead driver at some stage a gold medal is a wonderful thing but if you're not enough without it you yep. will never be enough with it and so sure. I, I think yep. that unless yeah. we really yeah. enough right now in this time with our family and and reset maybe our values Getting into the next stage with success will never be enough. You know, that's yeah. why a lot of people, they, uh, to me, I say the same thing about this. Success, fame, material position is, they, they are a wonderful thing. But if you're not yeah. enough without them, you'll never be enough with them. So yeah, that's right. these kind of times reset that opportunity to be enough. Yeah, that's right. Look, I, out of this, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to take this time and take advantage of it and hold on to it. And look at it that this is their time to develop themselves and develop themselves inside so that they can be better outside but also after all of this is over and it's going to be exciting to see it's it's again people are either going to fight through this or they're going to be scared and they're going to come out of this even worse so yeah it'll be very it's exciting but now you're talking about leadership so we, let's move on to that then now because many of our leaders actually are now realizing that they've been well prepared all these years of us doing leadership on themselves, leadership on self, on how to improve our own self. Many of us have been quite quite nicely prepared for this moment. Yeah. For me, it's you, you can't really fake it. You can't really fake it. There's people yeah. who are going out there, they preaching that you know that they're positive. They're running around talking to people as if like they, they know how to run a show. And then when a time like this hits them, they run for cover and they sit down and start talking about doom and gloom. No, this is the opportunity to shine. Yeah, that's right. I think, um, Thomas, we say it in sales all the time, people can smell or read fake from a mile away. And this right now, this time is going to expose those people. It's those people that need to battle their inside demons first to understand. I know you've spoken about this before, but if you can battle inside first, then outside you can rally the troops, so to speak, and you can lead together. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, you don't have to excuse a dog, but it's, right. not about, yeah, it's not about just leading by example. It's leading with together and getting through this together. So I think it's a real mental game for leadership right now, but understand that if you can master it, if you can take advantage of what you've learned over the years, it will really work out. Yeah. 
and, and so I, I think this is a time when you as a leader, you do the best you can. You to, uh, totally focus on your job, right? You're, you're not yep. getting distracted by any other thing. This is a time when focus has become laser. If, if it yep. was 100% before, you now had to find a way to go to 200%, you know? That, yep. that the two or three hours that you set when uh, Amelia is having a rest, for example, that you set for work, that it is really for work. It's not the time to really right. be distracted by something else. It, it's really that full focus that people have to do. Yeah, that's right. Look, Thomas, I think right now you need to be in the trenches with your people as well. So the KPIs that I've got set for my team, I'm doing them for myself. Maybe they're a bit adjusted from buyers to more past clients, yeah. but I'm doing that with them as well. And they can see that because whether it be the results or I'm helping them get the results, it's all happening together. But with what you're saying about being laser focused, you can only be laser focused if you are focusing on what your goal is and you're excited by it or it's inspiring you to want to do that. The leaders that have got their head in the doom and gloom and they're focusing on that every single day, it's like what we said earlier, you know, when they're thinking of negative, it's just going to bring them down and down and down. But if they've got that laser focus on the end or, you know, they see the path through this and yeah, it's uncertain and you have to readjust the path maybe or the path you're walking maybe weekly or fortnightly from whenever something new gets announced. But if you can do that, then you're not going to be shaken off, you know, your task or off the journey that you're on. Yeah. So... So how do you think that people work themselves down? I think, again, something I've picked up from you is the fortunate thing I've got is I've got great sounding boards. So in two great business partners, in Andy and in Darren, like if I feel negative and it happens once every couple of weeks, yeah. I'll, you know, sometimes even you know, when it's a personal thing, I'll have to call one of them and vent. You need to get it out. That's something, and you know, one of the managers, Kurt, I speak to him as well a lot. I get the crap out and I, I don't have an ego where I think I know everything. Yeah. Like if I don't know something, I'll pick the phone up and I'll ask or if there's something negative skewing, I'll ring them and say, this is what's going on in my head. Why am I thinking this way? Like what's going on? And I just get it out, look at the solution, accept it. Whether it's right or wrong, you have to first accept it inside of you. And once I've accepted it, I then boom, I'm back onto that path. Yeah. But I realise that when I've got that in my head, I ring one of those sounding boards and I get that shit out of my head yeah. so that I can get back on that path. Yeah. And so I think that when you're talking about this, uh, feeling grateful for what you have is, is a first. 100%. <clears throat> you should be grateful to have someone as steady as, as Andrew because you're, you're yep. very up when you're down. I'm yep. sure you're very down where 100%. he is yeah. 100% stable, right? And that's yep. a fantastic thing. And now if you're down too, having a battery like Darren around you, that's an amazing thing because he just gives you a jolt. You know, he doesn't just accept sitting down with you and moan about things. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Like we often joke, we often say, I'll ring him and I ring him just for my, you know, weekly dosage of a slap to the face to, you know, get re-straightened up and then keep going. But it's the truth. And, you know, that's where a lot of people, they need their, whether they're embarrassed or ashamed and all of that, they need to realize that people don't judge them. Everyone wants to see everyone win, especially in our organization. So just pick up the phone and call. But the best thing I've learned is, especially the poison, get it out and just keep going and move forward, move forward and move forward and move forward. But what, what about some of these business owners who actually cause and probably gossip a little bit and they look for someone who's going to feel sorry for them? How do you handle them? Well, it's not going to gain them. By gossiping or by getting empathy, like, you know, getting that pity, it's not going to gain them anything. 
It's not going to be any pr productive for them. And the, the biggest thing is that, you know, if they're so insecure to want to do those bits and pieces, if they're doing it to a team member, then that's, you know, that's just not on. But if they're doing it to another leader, the person that's listening, it's their responsibility to slap them in the line yeah. and, you know, get back on the mission. Like, especially in a leadership role, whether it be a business owner or a sales manager, you you haven't got time for that sort of stuff, for that negativity and that. Sure, there's conversations that you talk about and, you know, not so much business related, but, you know, the on the side convos, you can have them. But if they're bringing someone's state where you can see someone's mental state is down, you have to pick it up. Because if you don't pick it up, then they're just going to drown and lose and lose and lose. And in the situation we're in, like I was only talking to someone this morning, another leader this morning, we're in this all together. So I text Charlotte saying the same thing. We all have to win to get through this. So if someone is down, we have to get them up. Because if we don't get them up, it's only going to, you know, it's everyone else is going to suffer too. So the gossiping or the, you know, trying to get any sympathy from anyone, you know what? The bottom line is, how's your bank account going to look in another month's time? Is How's that going to help you, your business, your team in another month? Yeah. Like it's not going to achieve anything. So see what you can do to be productive. Yeah. What do you say to these guys who've been waiting on the sideline for the last three weeks just to rely on what's the, uh, the 1500 bucks job keeper subsidy was going to do? Yeah. And now, and now it's gone and come into law last week. I believe that you know anyone who does that and sits down waiting for that to plan for their business is stupid. That's a stupid idea. If your business is profitable, you wouldn't need the damn subsidy plan, you know. So why don't you just yeah. plan for a profitable business? Yeah. Look, I think I said this earlier. Um, I said this to our leaders and yourself two weeks ago. A lot of people they have to accept that if they haven't done, and I said this earlier about being exposed for the work you've done. If you haven't, as a business owner and as a leader in my eyes, if you haven't done the work and you haven't got profit and you aren't in that position, then you accept the role as a leader and as a business owner. So you have to get your business in that position, which means getting that hand and putting it in that pocket. Now, if that's equity from your home, your savings, whatever, too bad, too sad. But you accepted this position. And, you know, the one thing is the minute that, they start pointing the finger at staff. That's just show. That's a reflection on leadership. You know, again, even if your business isn't in that profitable position, and you know you've started off and all those, and you are looking at the job seekers um, payment, that should be a bonus for extra time because you should already have three, four months worth of trade up your sleeve. That's yeah. one of the things that everyone in any business, any not just real estate, any business, you should have a couple of months up your sleeve. And if you haven't, it means you're living above your means. I hear about leaders who actually even complain because their business is still profitable, so they won't be they won't be qualifying for that JobKeeper subsidy. Man, I'm dumbfounded. How can you just sit here hoping that your business is gonna go down by thirty percent so you can qualify for a bit of begging money? And you know, I mean, how do you do that? Look, I, I won't say I was in that position, but I was in a position where I'm looking at the forecast for the dollars for the quarter over. Now, at the end of the day, we don't need the job seekers to keep going. But, you know, depending on what size your business is, if that gives – the way I look at it is this way. If I get it, that's great. It gives my team the luxury of more months closer to Christmas, if not next year. That's a great luxury to have. But at the same time, the job seekers means that your expectation is that you might not do any sales at all. Yeah. My expectation is that it's a bonus for more months even when, we're, even when no one's predicted that we could go. So, again, if you've got a profitable business or if you've got a business and you've accepted that you're going to have either a loss or you're going to sink eat into maybe one or two months of that trade time, then that's just life. 
That's yeah. literally, as a business owner, that's the life you take. It's any risk, any investment that you, you know, invest in, you take a risk. Like people, you know, right now, feel it right now, sorry. I know there's people right now that they've got money. I've got friends that have got heaps of money in shares. You know, they've lost a bucket load. And I've got developer clients right now that have put hold on their projects. Mm-hmm. And that's a risk you take in anything. So right now, as a leader, yeah, sure. It'd be great if we all got the job seekers thing, but God forbid, and this is an interesting one that I spoke that I spoke to Andrew about the other night. We had a plan without even knowing what the job seekers thing was before the government announced it. We had a plan. I'm sure every other business owner had that plan as well. So what's that business plan look like before we even heard of the job seekers payment? What did everyone think? What what was everyone's strategy to get through this then? Yeah. Focus on that strategy. And anything extra like this job seekers is just a bonus. It's all just a bonus to get you through this time. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, you know, I think we have to really do two things. Really stay away from people who are moaning or leeching on you for the wrong reason. Because yep. they are actually nothing else but another set of bad news. There's people who actually leech on you, not only for sympathy, but also because they want to feel important because they have access to you. And in reality, you have to be careful because sometimes they are not capable of learning your lessons. You have to keep them away because they only take energy away from you and you have to be very careful. I know that this here is not going to last. This situation will have an end. But the way that I keep myself very positive is to pretend that this is the new norm. That from here on, this is the new way of doing business. This is the new way of life. Because by doing this, I'm now preparing my entire business life for this worst position. So anything above that is only going to be a bonus. Yeah. Look, it's something that, you know, Darren, I spoke about at the very, very start of this. And I said to Darren, I said, you know, where do we adjust our figures and our our sales targets and whatnot? And, you know, across the board, the company figures. And he gave me a percentage to adjust it to. And he said, that's what now your break-even needs to look like. And that's exactly what you're saying right now that you have to adjust it to a new norm. Now, that could be for some people that are blessed and fortunate, you could be adjusting up. I'd love to be adjusting up right now. But if you can adjust that to your new norm, it's business as usual. Whether it be writing down a paper or you need to do it up here first, you have to adjust it and you have to accept it. Yeah. There's a lot of people who have adjusted it, but they haven't accepted what they're seeing, and that's a problem. Yeah. When you study Viktor Frankl, you know, you realize that the guy was saying things that can be really be applied today. He said that when you go through difficult moments in your life, there's two things that you can really do in order to overcome that. And he actually used it on Jews in concentration camp that were about to die. One was that he yeah. said to them, you need to find a meaning. Find something that is going to be meaningful, not for you. And I love that line What that he said at some stage, someone asked him, do you know, I think I'm going to just die. I'm going to commit suicide because I've got nothing else to expect from life. And he actually turned it around on them and he said to them, hold on, maybe you've got nothing else to expect from life. But do you ever ask yourself maybe that life has got something to expect from you? Yeah. And, and apparently it changed. He says, yes, what about you going out here one day and having grandchildren to relate the story that you've gone through? To tell them when everyone was running around scared, this is what I did with my team. This is how I got in the trenches and did things with them. So that was one way of doing it, which is to find a meaning that is so, so much more powerful than the coronavirus itself. 
the, the second yeah. thing that he said, if you really want to uh, go through these kind of times, that is to find someone else to help. And right yeah. now, it is easier for guys like you to help a bunch of people around you, your team. Because when you help them and you make a difference into them, that gives you a meaning to be stronger for yourself. Yeah, I agree. Thomas, I 100% agree, especially that second point that you were saying that, you know, especially being a leader, when you can see the other people that you're helping and you can see you can see that they're keen, they're hungry, they, they want to get through this with you, it inspires you to want to do more and it want, wants you to push forward. But when you don't have that and everyone's down and you're down as well, that's when you have to mentally accept that you're the leader. You have to bring this all up. Sure, it's great to have a great team um, to help you come up. But even if the team isn't there, you have to be that person when you're the business owner or leader to bring everyone up. And you have to run forward together. And that's why you know, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe that you have a great team. I believe you foster a great team. So the reason you have the team that you have, it's because of the quality of leadership that you have within you. Right. And so... Mate, don't think that what you uh, have is God-given. Yes, you did get a God-given talent, a God-given yeah. talent to, to yeah. lead people. Don't be too humble on that side. I mean, which is the one thing that I really like about you too is I, I hate, you know, I hate doing podcasts and I hate doing this kind of filming because, man, I am as anti-hero as they come. Whenever things yeah. go well in people's life, I'm always out. You never see me trying to advertise my name and do this and do that, right? Yeah. In the end, you sit there and you go, the quality of the actions that someone does behind the scene, that is inspiring. And yeah. man, I, I am inspired by you, mate. You, you, we, we, we're very, very fortunate right now that we had the time to spend with our children. Yeah. All right. And I can see I have now gone over your time because Amelia is now saying, that's my daddy's time now. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. So listen, man. We'll catch up again, right? Because yep. on my side, it's now, what is it now? It's 1.30 now? Yeah, 1.20. One, one yep. Because yep. my twins are setting a, a picnic for me. So, man, I'm, I have to go Beautiful. to that picnic too. Good talking Beautiful. to you and stay positive. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate Talk to you it. soon, Cheers. big man.